Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor, a volunteer minister, or a lay leader in your local church, Ministry in Motion is designed for you to provide you with rich and helpful resources. I'm Anthony Kent, and it's a real pleasure to welcome you. As you can see, we're coming from a different studio. We're over in Loma Linda at our good friends, Loma Linda Broadcasting Network in California, and they've done a wonderful job hosting us here. We've got a very special program for you today. Today's program is all about how to grow leaders in your local church. And our special guest is Pastor Antonio Herrera. Antonio, thanks so much for joining us. It's an honor being here. Now, <laughs> leadership. Let's begin right at the beginning. What is a leader? Well, there are different definitions of, of what or who a leader is, but um, uh, maybe the shortest definition to it would be someone who has influence. And as you know, we all have certain level of influence, whether you be a parent of you have your influence on your children and whether you be a professor or a teacher or a pastor we all have certain levels of influence so I guess God has called us all to lead exactly because it's so easy isn't it for somebody to think well I'm not in charge um, so I'm not really a leader this doesn't apply to me but really all of us have an influence and we can all be a leader in that sense definitely yeah definitely Okay, so why grow leaders in a local church, Antonio? Um, uh, biblically speaking, we know that God has called us pastors to grow leaders in our church. It's actually the primary responsibility of the pastor to grow leaders. And as you grow them and as you develop them, they will in turn do ministry. They will in turn reach out to the lost and win them for the kingdom of God. So it is the job description of the pastor to grow and develop new leaders. Right, okay. Now, when we're talking about leaders, is their sole responsibility just in evangelism and reaching out, or is there more to it in terms of leadership? There's a lot more to it, but being a pastor myself, I like to apply it to my church mainly. And when I think about my church, I think of all of the benefits that uh, growing and developing new leaders brings to me as a pastor. It bring, gives me a lot of satisfaction to see my church members grow and becoming leaders. It brings a lot of blessings to my congregation when I see uh, our church being um, blessed by the, new, the leadership of this new group of people that are in place. Right. Now, I can hear an undertone in your, your, in your comments here mm -hmm. that the pastor really needs to make a key decision here. Yes. A key decision in terms of the style of ministry that that pastor has. Can you enlarge on that a little for us? Yes. Um, uh, if you want to multiply yourself, if you really want to be in the business of multiplication, you do need to grow new leaders. You need to train them, to equip them. And uh, it's just very exciting when you spend time with them and you meet with them on a regular basis and you have fun with them and you cast vision with them. It's, it's just a wonderful experience than uh, I wanting to do it all alone. I do need the help of my leaders and they are giving me full support 
when we're planning on an evangelistic series in my church or when we're planning for a project or an event, I know I have 100% support from my leaders simply because I invested on them. I invested mm -hmm. time and money and resources. And, and so um, I believe that having your leaders, they're gonna be a great asset to your ministry. You know, what, what you're describing there of investing time with them, spending time with potential leaders, coming close to them, it's really describing what Jesus did with his disciples. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Jesus, when you think about it, he, um, uh, when we think about his ministry here on earth, he, 80% uh, of his ministry, he spent it with his disciples. And the other 20%, he spent it preaching to the multitudes. Mm. So he preached to the multitudes, but he pastored his 12. Yes. He ate with them, he lived with them, he traveled with them, he spent most of his time ministering to them, training them, equipping them, preparing them, growing them so that they could do ministry. Yeah. And, and, and that's exactly what can happen in the life of any pastor if they make the decision to invest time, money, and resources on their leaders. What's the alternative, Antonio? If, if, they, if the pastor doesn't invest time in leaders, what else would the pastor be doing? Um, ministry involves so many things. Uh, the demands of ministry are uh, sometimes overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can very easily experience burned out. Yeah. And, and uh, um, uh, truly what happened in my per own personal experience, I went through that stage where I wanted to quit ministry. But it wasn't until one of uh, my leaders, my conference leader, he said to me, I'm sorry, there's not much I can do for you. You want me to move you to another church as if that was gonna solve my problem. Mm -hmm. But he said, let me um, give you this piece of, of information. And so he provided me with some uh, leadership resources. And then is when I realized that I was missing out on not training and equipping my leaders so that they could help me in my ministry. Okay, so the alternative is basically, it's the pastor trying to do it all by themselves. Yes. And effectively burning themselves out. Exactly. When there's a whole resource of latent or potential leaders there waiting and wanting to be involved. Exactly. And so uh, uh, my uh, uh, recommendation would be that the pastor need to make, they need to make a decision. We all need to make one decision. It's, it's a decision that I made before I was almost at the point of quitting. And the decision I had to make was to become a leader of leaders, mm -hmm. not a leader of followers. Uh, when you are in, uh, when you become a leader of followers, you are in the business of addition. But when you are, uh, when you make a decision to become a leader of leaders, you are now in the business of multiplication. And the good biblical example, we just talked about it, how Jesus, he spent the majority of his time with his disciples, training them, equipping them, having fun with them, doing things with them. And now they were ready to be sent out to do ministry. And so our goal as pastors is to multiply ourselves through our leaders, to duplicate ourselves in other people, in our, our, our leaders. Um, this, this is a, a fantastic picture you're putting together. 
And I, I love that, that phrase, becoming a leader of leaders, of leaders. instead yeah. of a leader of followers. Exactly. That's a powerful phrase. You know, when I came to the church that I'm currently pastoring, I um, was a little bit intimidated by, by the size of the congregation, which uh, at least to me, it was a large group of 500 plus members attending. Mm -hmm. and, and I constantly was asking myself, how am I going to be able to minister to all of these people? But then I had to make a decision, and it was exactly that. I, from now on, I'm going to become a leader of leaders. Wow. I'm not going to be intimidated about the size of my congregation. And, and regardless of the size of your congregation, I believe it's important for us to make that decision. Become Thanks so a much. leader of leaders. Exactly. A leader of leaders. What a powerful insight. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is growing effective leaders in your local church. And our special guest is Pastor Antonio Oreta. Antonio, when it comes to selecting leaders, we, we know that Jesus selected, you know, dis disciples. Initially, they looked to have pretty, you know, low potential, but they became extraordinary leaders. When you're looking at leaders, what, what are some of the characteristics you're looking for in people? Yes, um, Jesus, when he chose his leaders, um, for sure he saw in them leadership potential. And, and, um, 
And I think that's the key. Uh, we need to ask God for wisdom to help us choose the right leaders, the leaders that He wants to lead the church that we are pastoring. And so some of the things that I look for in my leaders, uh, because I want good leaders, mm -hmm. leaders that, that are going to really help our church grow. And uh, there are four qualities that I, that I look for in my leaders. And, um, for characteristics, and uh, they may be the existing leaders already that are in my church, they may have some of those qualities, but I not only focus on them, but I also recruit more leaders. Okay. Uh, they currently may not be having any leadership positions in the church yet, but I do see the potential in them, so I encourage them to come and become part of my leadership team. And so the qualities, um, uh, characteristic number one of a good leader, uh, in my opinion, is someone that has a good attitude. Uh, someone who enjoys life, someone that just by looking at the person, you know that they're happy about who they are and about you know what they are doing in life. And uh, the definition of an attitude is, is an outward expression of an inward feeling. I can't tell what's inside the person, but I can see you know what kind of a person that is by the way they conduct themselves. Mm. And so a good attitude, that's uh, quality number one that I look for in my leaders. Okay. Second quality that I, I look for in my leaders is that, that they, are, uh, they have excellent relationship skills. Right. They know how to get along with people. I really don't want leaders who don't know how to get along with my congregation and are constantly maybe bickering or fighting with my members. I don't want that. So I make sure that, that these are people that have healthy relationships, good, excellent relationship skills. Right. So once I see them and I see that they get along with people and they know how to solve conflict and they're like the peacemakers. Mm -hmm. And I see that, uh, and it all begins in the home. Mm -hmm. You know, when they see that, that you see this family coming to your church and they seem to be a happy, healthy family, you go visit them in their homes and you realize that there's this atmosphere of, of the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Then I encourage those people, I invite them over to become part of my leadership team. Okay, so the second characteristic is that they, they get on well with others, they relate well, their family situation is, is wholesome and, yes. and functioning well. And the first one you looked at is that the people get on with themselves. Exactly. They have a, their, their attitude and their, their self-relationship is, is effective and, and practical as well. Exactly. What's the third one, Antonio? And the third one would be that, um, uh, the third quality is that, that they have a teachable spirit. Right. Uh, there's this phrase that says, leaders are readers, but I also believe that leaders are teachable. Mm. They're always wanting to learn more. They're always uh, wanting to learn, and they learn from anybody. Could be someone, you know, in a higher position than the one that they are at, but they could also learn from children. Mm. And they're always continually wanting to learn more. And you see them all over in your church. Again, they may not be currently uh, leading 
uh, or having a leadership position in your church, but they certainly are there and they have leadership potential. So you recruit them, you invite them, and I, I let them know. I see that you have an excellent attitude. I, I see that you're very good at getting along with people. And, and I see that you have a teachable spirit. And sometimes they just come to me, Pastor, can you teach me how to give a Bible study? Mm. Can you teach me how to prepare a sermon? And immediately in the back of my mind, I say, there is leadership potential here. Yeah. So I recruit those people to become part of my leadership team. So you're looking for a person who's interested in growing as a person. Yes. Yeah. That's interested in growing as a leader, growing as a person. Yeah. And that have a teachable spirit. Yeah. And so, and the fourth quality that I look for in a good leader is that, that they have the desire to become leaders in my church. And how do I find out about that? Uh, well, by asking them, by inviting them. I share with them, I see all of these good qualities in you. Would you like to be part of my leadership team? And if they say yes, then I invite them to join in and then we begin an exciting journey. It is a journey, isn't it? Yeah. We're going to take a break right now. But what, would, what do you want to talk about immediately after the break, Tony? Well, right after the break, I'm going, going to share with you exactly what I do, step by step, how, not, um, how I, I, I start the program with them. Okay. Uh, how, the journey that I take them through. All right. This is delivery time. Yes. The how to do it. All exactly. Right. We'll be right back with more of this fascinating topic, how to grow effective functioning leaders in your church.
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is how to effectively grow leaders in your local church. And our special guest is Pastor Antonio Herrera. Now, Antonio, we, we've had some fantastic material that you've shared with us. I particularly love that one about being a leader of leaders rather yes. than a leader of followers. Hmm. Now, we've looked at the characteristics of potential leaders and this, this time we want to look at how you actually do this. What's, what's the process you do in your local church to grow these leaders? Okay. So, uh, when, I, when, you come, when I first came to the church that I'm pastoring right now, um, there were already leaders in place. So what I do to introduce my new leadership program, I invite my church leaders, my board members, to become part of this leadership program that I'm going to get, you know, be uh, starting. Right. But like I mentioned earlier, I don't concentrate just on them, but I recruit more leaders that have the four qualities that I look for in good leaders. Mm -hmm. And so I end up uh, creating a combination of existing leaders and potential leaders. We bring them together and we start what I call the leadership class. Okay, all right. Now, what does this leadership class look like? Yeah, on this leadership class, um, once I've recruited them, I encourage them to become part of this class and um, I meet with each one of them personally before starting our class. Right. And uh, I do it in different days. I visit them in their homes and I let them know, I thank you that you're deciding to become part of my leadership team. And, and uh, we're starting, say, the following Monday. We usually do it on Mondays at seven. We go for one hour. And so they say, Pastor, I'm ready. So what I do, I give them a book, the textbook that we're gonna be using. And they are committing for four and a half months. And I say four and a half months because uh, that's how long it takes us to read one chapter at a time from the book that we use. And, and which particular book do you use? The book that we're using are, uh, the materials that I use are uh, from uh, John Maxwell. Right. Uh, he's got excellent materials on leadership. And the reason why I use his materials is because he's an expert uh, on, the sub, on the subject, but not only that, he has a pastoral background and the principles that he teaches are, in my opinion, Bible-based. Mm. So um, what I do, I give the leader the book. And you know, they usually ask me when I hand them the book, so how much is this? All right. And I, I smile at them and I said, you know, it's a gift from me to mm -hmm. you. And they said, no, 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 pastor, I'm willing to pay. I said, no, 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 it's, it's, it's my gift to you. Just come to the meetings and thank you for committing to, uh, for the next four and a half months to be part of our leadership class. Mm -hmm. And I welcomed them into my class and for one hour, uh, we discussed the chapter that we read. And uh, we and apply it to our lives. We apply it to the life of our church. It's a very dynamic uh, 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 class because everybody wants to give their input and everybody wants to participate. Yeah. Now, yeah. As, now as well as John Maxwell's material, I'm sure that you use other materials as well, like biblical materials and other materials that you gather as well. Absolutely. And every three months, I try to provide my leaders with a new book. 
Right. And whatever new books come out, uh, whether it be from uh, our ABC stores, we try to provide them with those books because we're constantly growing. We're constantly, constantly learning together. Right, okay. So once they um, uh, join me in taking this class, uh, it's incredible uh, what happens. I connect with them, they connect with me. They get to know me, I get to know them. We have fun together. We do extracurriculum activities together. Mm -hmm. We go to places together. We cast vision together while so, we're doing that. So this isn't just during the, the, the weekly meeting for the four, four and a half months. This yeah. is in addition to that. In addition to that. Yes, right. yes, and so we uh, uh, do a lot of, uh, we practice hospitality. Sometimes they come to my home, we throw a big party for them. Sometimes we go to their homes mm -hmm. and, and the returns are so great when you invest in them. Mm -hmm. When they see that you really care about them, when they see that you really love them mm -hmm. and that um, you, I take them to restaurants occasionally throughout the week, who pays? I pay. Mm -hmm. And they, I want to make sure that they know that I do care about them. And guess what? When it comes to leading a church, they're there 100%. They're giving me full support. And I think that's what we all pastors need. Mm -hmm. We need uh, leaders that are close to us because to support us in our ministry. Uh, the people closest to you that is your leaders, are going to determine the level of success or failure in yeah. your ministry. Yeah. So, so having leaders growing and developing new leaders so that they could do ministry, it's, it's very key, it's very important. So you, you run this program for four, four and a half months? Four and a half months. And then what happens at the end of it? At the end of the program, I share with them what the vision for the church is going to be. Mm -hmm. And that's where I need their help and their support. Some of them are going to be helping me in teaching some of the uh, classes that we teach to our new uh, visitors. Mm -hmm. And also some of them are going to help us in, 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 in the programming of our church. Mm -hmm. So um, within a year, you can change the leadership of your church if necessary. You can change it and, re and, and put those good leaders in place once you have them, your church, uh, uh, you as a pastor, you are going to uh, multiply yourself. I mean, your ministry is going to be multiplied. Mm. Uh, more people are going to be wanting to be part of your church because of the kind of leaders that you put in place. This is an exciting vision that you're sharing. Mm. Now, how, how often do you run that four and a half month training program? I do it twice a year. Twice a year? Yes. I do it during the spring and uh, we start in the month of February, then we take four months. Mm -hmm. And then around this time, uh, we stopped and then we go back to it in the month of August. So this is really key ongoing training and developing of leadership resources of that local church. Every single year we do that. Wow. Yes. This is an exciting vision. Pastor Antonio, thank you so much. Thank Very you for welcome. your insights, your wisdom coming from your experience. Good, practical, effective ideas. Thank you. Thank you. And we want to thank you as well for joining us on Ministry in Motion. We'd just like to remind you of our website, ministryinmotion.tv. There you can find a rich array of resources. All of our programs are there, together with other resources, whether you're a pastor or a volunteer in your local church. So I'd like to invite you to come to our website, 
ministryinmotion.tv and bless yourself with those wonderful resources that are there. But until next time, may God richly bless you and bye for now.